Sunday Morning with Dan Brown, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and the WPG Talk Radio app. Welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning, and as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time, tuning in, and listening to our program week after week. I thank you for your questions, for your comments, for your encouragements, because through those encouragements, we know that we're making an impact. And through your wonderful encouragements, we're, we're just going to continue in sharing the gospel week after week. As long as you want us to be here, we will. So again, thank you for tuning in and listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The title of our program today is, Are You Fresh for Everything? Are you ready? Are you ready for what God has? And one way we get ready is by this intimate relationship with the creator of everything. And I think sometimes we get confused in our assemblies, in our church groups, and in the buildings where we gather, and we begin to regard fellowship more than relationship. And although fellowship, and the Bible says, do not forsake your meeting together, it is not the priority of what we do. The priority what we of what we do as believers and persons of faith is to have that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And it is through that intimate relationship that we are saved, that we are lifted up. But so often we begin to honor and and gather more of a social club than, as I said, we value fellowship over relationship. So there is a careful walk there. Yes, we are going to be in fellowship with each other. But the most important thing is the relationship, that intimate relationship with the creator of the universe. I'm going to read you a passage from John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 3. And it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So being born again isn't being gathered into a social group and making as many friends as possible. The gospel is not about gathering together and and constantly going to movies and this and that and all those kinds of social things that we desire to do in the world. Yes, there's socialization within our body, within our church body. Yes, absolutely. But the main, the main and most important relationship is the one with Christ. So we must be careful that we don't value our social status over our relationship with the creator of the universe. And again, sometimes we find ourselves very fresh and eager to attend a meeting, right? Prayer meeting or otherwise, something that the church may do in an outing, something that you may be involved in with other believers. But how do we feel and do we feel the same freshness for mundane tasks like polishing you shoes? How do you, how do you feel about that? 
being born again by the Spirit, again, which can only be nourished in that relationship. That's how the Spirit comes to us. That's how the Spirit embodies us and inhabits that place that God has created within us specifically for himself, for the Holy Spirit. Being born again by the Spirit is an unmistakable work of God, as mysterious as the wind and as surprising as God himself, who is continually surprises me daily, lifts me up. I learn every single day day. We don't know where it begins. It's hidden away in the depths of our soul, which is so important for us to understand. And being born again from above is an enduring, perpetual, eternal beginning, constantly being renewed. It provides a freshness all the time in thinking and talking and living. If you're feeling stale, you've you've supplanted your relationship with fellowship. Fellowship is good, but it can't be the priority above your relationship with God. It provides a freshness, again, like I said, in all all the time, in thinking, all the time, in talking and living, and a continual surprise of the life of God. Staleness in an indication that something in our lives is out of step with God. If you're feeling stale in what you're doing, but yet you're still attending, you're still, you are lacking that deep personal connection relationship with the creator of the universe, which is constantly reviving and rejuvenating and lifting us up and providing us with life, a divine life. We say to ourselves, I have to do all these things or it'll never get done, right? How often do we hear that? And that's the first sign of staleness. Do we feel fresh this very moment or are we stale, frantically searching our minds for something to do? Because when you are locked in with God, when you're in an intimate relationship with the Son of God, who provided his blood and body to renew us. You're never going to be bored. You're never going to be stale. There's always something to do. We are compelled by the Holy Spirit to share the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, which has lifted us up and given us life. We need to share it with everyone everywhere, every day, at every moment we can, unless our eyes are shut sleeping. And hopefully when they are, we're falling asleep in prayer, honoring God and asking him for the next moment of that we're awake, that we begin that process again. Lifting up his name, telling of God's deeds and of his love and of his mercy and his unending grace upon humanity. Think about it. Freshness is not a result of obedience. It comes from the Holy Spirit. We have gotten lost so many times as that young man, that young rich man did, in following the rules. I follow this, I follow this, I follow this, I follow this, so I must be righteous, I must be spiritual. 
It Freshness is not a result of obedience, but it comes from the Holy Spirit. Obedience keeps us in the light as he is in the light. If you want to read that, read 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. And I will tell you to do this, because this is so important, again, because we get off track. Jealously, earnestly guard your relationship with God. Guard it. Jesus prayed, oh, this is this is the prayer that enters my heart and my soul so deeply. This is the prayer that Jesus prayed on our behalf. He prayed. Be, oh, I, I mean, it brings me to tears. It really does. That they may be one just as we are one. Jesus is praying to his Father about us, about you and I, these broken vessels that God loves so much that he sent his only begotten Son that we could be one the way Jesus and the Father are one. Do you understand the eternal depth of what that encompasses? Keep your life wholesome, continually open to your Savior at every step of the way. Don't pretend to be open with him. But be honest with yourself and your Savior at the same time. Are you drawing your life from another source other than God? Again, are you valuing valuing friendship and fellowship over his relationship with you? Because that is a divided path. Keep it in mind. If you're depending on something else as your source of freshness and strength, you will not realize it when his power is gone. Being born of the Spirit means much more than we usually think. It gives us a new vision and keeps us absolutely fresh for everything through the never-ending supply of the life of God. Think about that deeply, that renewing relationship. I see all too often how we are lost and almost as we were just in social circles and social groups, planning to go to this and planning to go to that and this party, that party, that picnic, and they're all wonderful, wonderful things. But we can get lost. We can get lost and replace the relationship with fellowship. That's, ne- that's not what the Bible means. He says, don't forsake it. Don't forsake your fellowship. It's important to do, to be connected to each other. But never in that connection do we elevate that above our intimate relationship with our Savior. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio. We'll be right back after these few short messages. Please stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Fox on Tech. Want to interact with AI on your computer? There's now a key for that. Remember when PC keyboards added the start key back in the 90s? It was a major redesign of the relatively unchanged QWERTY keyboard we all use. But it was a landmark shift as it gave users an easy way to trigger the start menu in Windows 95, the first widely adopted full-time not-DOS text line operating system on PCs made by Microsoft. Though before that, Apple had things like the command and the open Apple closed Apple keys. Now Microsoft keyboards will have a Copilot key that calls up Copilot, the Microsoft AI-based assistant app within Windows 11. It will sit near the spacebar. The goal here will be to induce wider adoption of what Microsoft feels will be an integral part of Windows from now on, just like the old Windows key did. Dell will incorporate the new key in some designs. With Fox on Tech, I'm Eben Brown, Fox News. You have the WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for tuning in this morning. And as always, we appreciate, appreciate, I, I kind of shortened that word there, but appreciate you tuning in. And we also appreciate your questions and your comments and your encouragements to your email. So should you have a question about today's program or a program from the past or maybe even something you'd like to hear me talk about in the future, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Also, if you'd like a free new Bible, which is a modern translation, no charge to you. Please, at that same e- email address, Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com, send me your name and your address and I will send you a free Bible. No charge. The only thing I would ask that you do is just please, please wear out the pages. Again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Before we continue in with today's program, I just would like to ask you to consider, and many of you have your wonderful, gracious supporters of the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. And I would ask during this beautiful Christmas season, where Jesus is the reason for the season, but it's so much is lost. And, and I feel bad for those who really don't understand what the purpose of the celebration is, although the celebration is, goes beyond one day. The celebration of what we do as believers, this excitement, the the opening of the gifts as we receive the most valuable gift, the gift of the universe, the gift of eternity, where God presented us this gift of a sacrificial lamb that was given on our behalf so that we could be reconciled with the father of all creation. And I pray that we recognize that every day. I pray that you keep that in your heart every day. And one of the things that I do is uh, I'm the president and CEO of the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. And I would ask you to please search your heart. And this year, please provide the mission with a gift of kindness. Uh, We're experiencing in this year um, an incredible time when we have so much going on in the world around us. We have elections looming, both presidential coming up and where everyone is giving to the candidates and the parties. And I do understand all that. It's it's a a fight on everybody's hands of who should be in office and who should direct the country. 
But I suggest to you to pray to God that who should be running the country. Let God lead your heart in that direction. But what I'm requesting from you right now, in these times during the, uh, we have historical data that shows over the mission's history. And by the way, in 2024, the mission will have been in existence for 60 years, doing and providing services to the poor and indigent and homeless in our southern New Jersey communities. Although it is so much bigger than that, the services that we provide. But to keep those services going in these times like this during election years. Now, there's even more going on now between the war in Ukraine and the war in the Middle East. Between Israel and Hamas and all the damage that's in between to those that are innocent and even to those that are not. But I pray that you think about those here who have no choice in the matter where they find themselves. But so often, um, you know, people are accused of, 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 you know, causing their own homelessness. And I, I'm always going to tell you the truth. That's not the case. So much is pressed upon people by other people, by situations out of control of most persons. But I would ask you to please consider a most wonderful gift of giving funds to the mission this year. God will bless you. I'm not preaching prosperity, but your gift enhances the life of those in need. And everywhere throughout the scriptures, God calls us to take care of the poor from the Old to the New Testament. Over 260 scriptures about the poor and how we should be taking care of them. In Matthew 25, throughout the Gospels, Jesus said, where were you when I was hungry? Where were you when I was thirsty? And so I please ask you, I'm asking you on behalf of those who have such a great need, who who don't have any other place to go but the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. They come here broken and tired, confused, the worst day of their life. But with your help, by you supplying us funds to be able to continue to have programs, to lift up the staff and encouraging, to see the support from the communities coming in, for those of us who work this work on a daily basis, it's encouraging like your prayers. And I would ask that you pray for the mission. Pray, pray, pray for strength and wisdom on a daily basis. Because when we step over the threshold here to embrace those who step through the front doors into our arms, our goal is to lift them up and give them hope. And by your supporting the Atlantic City Rescue Mission, we're able to continue to provide that hope year after year. And again, as I said, 2024, the mission will have been supporting the homeless and the indigent in southern New Jersey communities for 60 years. So please, in giving, when you're giving gifts this year, please consider the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. Go on to the website, acrescuemission.org. Go to the Donate Now button and give generously from your heart. I know that you'll be glad you did. And for the men and the women and the families and the children that have come through the mission over these 60 years, you have created endless smiles and endless hope 
for those that have felt they had no hope. So I thank you and I pray that God blesses you in everything that you do. And I thank you for considering this year a greater gift for the Atlantic City Rescue Mission and all that we do. And now on with today's program, Fresh for Everything. You may ask the question, am I as spontaneously kind to God as I used to be? Or am I only expecting the God to be kind to me? Is this a one-way street between us and God? It says that we need to love the Lord our God with all our heart and our mind and our soul. That pretty much encompasses everything. But so often we see it is a very one-way street where we continue to ask God to fill these needs that seem to be so important to us, whether it's a physical need or this or that, whether it's finances or a car, all these kinds of things. Please, in your prayers, pray that God's will is done in your life. Because when you pray that God's will is done in your life, Everything, all at once, you're asking God to provide. It's the Lord's Prayer. That simple little prayer covered everything. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're, we're praying that God's will is done on earth the way it's already been accomplished in heaven. Give us our daily bread. And that little prayer, that word, give us our daily bread, that's not only the bread that we put through our lips to nourish our physical body, but we're requesting that bread, which Jesus is the bread of life, that nourishes us eternally. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those, right, who have trespassed against us, who have push sin upon us we're saying we'd like to be forgiven and the caveat is okay now we need to forgive those who have done same thing to us that we've done to others lead us not into temptation oh boy how often are we led into temptation i will say minute by minute and day by day because everything around us is created to tempt us and lure us away into social standing and social heightening instead of that intimate relationship with God. You must dress like this. You must look like this. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Oh, Lord, deliver us from evil because it lurks at every moment around every corner. It describes the wicked one as a lion roaring, ready, been cast down, knows that his time is short, waiting to tear the believers to pieces because he knows his time is short. These are the things that we pray for. This is the simplicity of that prayer when when the, the apostles, these young fishermen and tax collectors, you know, how do we pray? And Jesus gave them that prayer. And how powerful in simplicity those few lines are. Ooh, it's incredible. And I pray that you can remember that. I would ask you, does everything in your life fill your heart with joy? 
Does it fill God's heart with joy in what you do? Or do I constantly complain because things don't seem to be going my way? And a person who has forgotten what God's treasures will be what? We need, when you forget what God's treasures, you won't be filled with joy. And it's wonderful to remember that Jesus Christ has needs which we can meet. Like in John chapter 4, verse 7, give me a drink. How much kindness have I shown our Savior in this past week? Has my life been good, a good reflection on his reputation? Ponder, contemplate that. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to take a short break and be right back after this. Stay tuned. Sunday Morning with Dan Brown, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fox News, I'm Kathleen Maloney. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating an Alaska Airlines emergency landing Friday after one of its doors blew off shortly after takeoff. No one was seated. In 26 A and B, where the where that door that um, door plug is. NTSB Chairwoman Jennifer Hammonday. There are concerns after the Pentagon waited several days to notify President Biden and others that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was in the hospital. The 70-year-old was admitted to Walter Reed Medical Center Monday night after apparently suffering complications from an elective surgery. Austin is said to be recovering well and has resumed his full duties. Fox's Jackie Abanez. President Biden says he has full confidence in Austin. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Cloudy today, a bit of snow and rain at times this morning with little to no accumulation, then becoming breezy. Today's high 45, mostly clear tonight with a low of 32. Mostly sunny tomorrow, high 46. A storm is expected to bring heavy rain and strong winds starting Tuesday. Check AccuWeather often. Tuesday will reach a high of 53. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sunday morning. Morning with Dan Brown, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our program today. And as always, we appreciate your questions and comments. Should you have any of those and like to share them with me, please contact me by email at Saturday Morning Dan Brown. At yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And if you'd like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address by email, and I will send you a free Bible, no, no charge, no obligation, and I won't use your information for anything other than to get that Bible to you. So thank you, and thank you for joining in this morning to our program, Fresh for Everything. It's amazing what God has done and gives us and provides us in the way of information. Throughout the scriptures, every life challenge, every life changing uh, event, somebody's experienced throughout the scriptures. The men, the women, even the children are mentioned throughout there. The good and the bad. Oh, yeah. It's all there if you choose to see. Now, 
as we were continuing our program today, when we're talking about showing God kindness. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 2, thus says the Lord, I remember the kindness of your youth. And he's talking to us about how we did, but then we kind of we kind of got distracted as he's speaking to his people in olden times that were once they were so in tune with God and right on the money and doing everything that they could to please him and honor him. They slowly got distracted by the worldly ways, which led that nation astray terribly and in the end led them off into captivity. But God is saying to his people, you're not in love with me now. But I remember a time when you were. And again, Jeremiah 2, 2. He says, I remember the love of your betrothal. Oof. So am I filled to overflowing with the love for Jesus Christ as I was in the beginning? Is the fire in me the same fire that's burning of when I first accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Or as that flame dwindled. And oh God, I pray that it has not gone out in any of us. Because actually what that flame should be doing is growing brighter and brighter. And when Jesus talks about what we should be doing in our relationship with him in sharing the gospel, he describes it as holding a candle up high and saying, wait, wait, don't put down your light, cover it with a bushel, slide it under the bed. No one can see your light. Because my brothers and sisters, when we hold up our light, darkness retreats and darkness is upon the face of this world. Just watch the news at night. So much wickedness, so much death, so much destruction, so much brokenness. Is that the world that we want it to be? And honestly, do you believe that the prejudice that men hold in their hearts for each other, for everything from skin color to hair shape to authenticity of every kind, and now when we have, we have brothers and cousins and relationships murdering and killing each other over rocks, over pride. Who is prideful? Who was cast out of heaven because of the pride? And it has taken upon himself to try and attempt to destroy humanity, which God loves. Pride fills humanity, fills our leaders. And who suffers at the hands of these leaders filled with pride? Do they suffer? Are they standing on a front line? Being shot down, killed? No. They stand back and shout orders. Not our Savior. In the battle to overcome sin on behalf of humanity, Jesus was born into this world. He stepped into that battle, stepped into that battle and sacrificed his life for the entire humanity. The God of all creation sent his only begotten son on our behalf. When I see war, when I see destruction, it rips me from the inside out. 
I love humanity. I love mankind. I know I don't have the love and compassion and the grace that God has. But in my brokenness, in my finite human nature, I have the capacity to love. And I do. And I can only imagine when my heart is broken, how much more heart, the heart of God is broken to witness what atrocities we do to each other. Atrocities. Think about these things. Pray constantly on these things so that God will give you a wisdom and a strength to share that gospel. The gospel that the kingdom of God is at hand. To prepare the way, to prepare for that coming kingdom. To give hope to humanity. Because the futile existence that we try to etch out by our own human flesh and might, it's not going to be accomplished that way. You can never legislate away bigotry and hatred. You cannot. And every system that we've ever developed, that we've put in place, from kings to monarchies (laughs) to republics to democracies, all of them, There is brokenness in everyone because we still have our hand in it. But yet, we stand back. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. We stand back and say, God, we don't need your help. Look at the great job we're doing. How are we doing, God? What would you rate us on a, you know, one to ten scale? How are we doing? We don't need your help. Oh, we got it under control. Yeah, we all have nuclear warheads pointed at each other and one mistake and everybody's ash, vaporized. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek it with all your heart. Create, ask, beg God so that your intimate relationship will constantly be renewed and fulfilled by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And you'll have the peace in the midst of this turmoil because you will be able to see the light, the light that goes brighter and grows brighter as that day, that glorious day, comes closer. I beg you to take the time and pray. Pray for your children, your relatives, your families, your neighbors across the street. Pray for those you don't know. Pray for the elderly who sit in nursing homes and or, or in a home who have no one, completely alone. Pray that God sends them comfort or go visit them and tell them how much you love them. Embrace them. Tell them God loves them. And there is hope. This is what we are called to do. And this is the gospel and the good news of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, which the world around us cannot see. I'm not speaking to those in the world. I'm a madman to them. But I'm speaking to you who hear the voice of God, not my voice. I'm a broken man. I'm the same as everyone else. No different. I'm just sharing a message that God has put on my heart. 
But I pray that you will take that time to pray that prayer, to keep that intimate relationship alive. Don't get lost in all these things that come at us constantly. Look at the rate of suicide, not only among adults, but among our children, which is unconscionable that our children have to live in a world where they feel there is no hope. What are we doing to provide our kids with hope? That's the purpose of the gospel. And we put it aside as fairy tales. We put it aside as though God's love means nothing. As though somewhere in humanity, there is a savior like me or you that will step forward and somehow straighten it all out. That savior has stepped forward and paid the price. Reaching out to you and I, sharing the gospel, providing us with the comfort of the Holy Spirit, as he said, who would come and teach us all things. That's what we need to be connected to. Not your social network. Put down your phones. Put away the entertainment that lulls your mind into a sense of complacency. When you watch movies, when you're more excited about the body count. Wow, that was a great movie. That action hero, I mean, they're competing to see who's the piles of bodies that can be higher. This is what entertainment for our children. It breaks my heart. It breaks and breaks and breaks my heart. But I ask you, I ask you, take today and take this time to pray. Pray to Jesus, Lord, come into my heart. Renew my spirit, which is stale. This flame, before it goes out, let it become a blaze, a light that others may see. Because those who are good in the world will be attracted to that light. But evil and darkness will push back. Be that light. You're listening to Dan Brown here on Saturday morning with Dan Brown. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Stay tuned. South Jersey's talk station, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Sunday morning with Dan Brown, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's talk station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, welcome to our Saturday Morning program. And as always, we appreciate your questions and comments. I can't believe it's the fourth segment already. When you're sharing the gospel and God is just lifting you, providing you with the words through the Holy Spirit, it's amazing that... It's amazing what God provides if you make yourself an open vessel. If you allow the Holy Spirit to encompass your soul, what you can do, what light you can bring, what freshness. He describes us as becoming like living waters that come from us to nourish and and renew others. That's what God is calling us to do. There is no fear here. You don't feel fear those who can kill the flesh, but don't him who can kill both body and soul. Honor God in all you do and say. I just 
I love God so much. He loves us so much. And yet we wander away constantly, as I shared with you in the previous segment, by all these crazy things that are meant to just dull our sentence, our senses, not our sentence. Our sentence, by the way, has been commuted by the sacrifice because we are healed by his wounds, by his, oh my gosh, by what he experienced, we get to experience eternal life. It is absolutely amazing. I need to be filled with overflowing love for my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to prove my devotion to him by sharing this gospel. Am I doing this and am am I feeling the way that I did in the beginning? When I went out of my way to prove my devotion all the time. Anybody I ever met, I shared the gospel immediately. To those who I sat next to on a plane or a train, those who I stood next to in a store, if I saw someone's head down, just say, hey, how you doing? It leads to conversations that are wonderful when you, when the Holy Spirit allows you to open. But you need to be willing. You can quench, quelch the Spirit, believe me. Hmm. Where are we now? Or have I chosen man's wisdom over true love for my Savior? I hope not. Am I so in love with him that I take no thought for where he might lead me, which I do not? I have no fear. Fear is involves in punishment. But when you have perfect love, that casts out all fear. Or am I watching to see how much respect I get as a measure of how much service I should give him? Mm. We look for pats on the back. Oh, you're such a mighty believer. Come on, guys. We don't seek the compliments of men. Humility is how we function. As I recall what God remembers about me, I may also begin to realize that he's not what he used to be to me. Because when I think in those terms, I'm looking as what as he elevated me. No, the elevation is not for me to be elevated. It is to elevate my savior and hold it up hold it up like a standard so high for all to see. When this allows, when this happens, and it's allowed, I should allow the shame and humiliation it creates in my life because it will bring to me godly sorrow. And godly sorrow, my friends, produces repentance. Because when we wander too far, we need to repent to be back onto the path. How far have we wandered from the path? Read 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. I think it will give you some really enlightenment into that statement. How far have I wandered from that path? And do we expect God to come to us with his blessings and save us? He says, look to me and be saved. 
The greatest difficulty spiritually is to concentrate on God. And his blessings are what make it so difficult. Troubles are almost always make us look to God. Why does it always have to be trouble that makes us look to God? Can our heart just be drawn? But his blessings tend to divert our attention elsewhere. When we receive them, we relax instead of pushing forward to honor him more. Look at the basic sermon, right? The Sermon on the Mount is to narrow all your interest until your mind and your heart and your body are focused on Jesus Christ. What does he say? Look to me. Many of us have a mental picture of what a believer should be, right? And looking at this image in other Christians and believers' lives can become a hindrance to our focusing on God. Again, we begin to value fellowship over relationship with our Savior. Well, look what they have. Look what they are. Look how they are doing. Oh, look how God's blessing them. Stop looking around you. And look to God and he will look into you. If you can look honestly in the mirror, if you can look honestly, you'll have a chance. If you look in the mirror and turn away in shame, repent. Repent. Because this is not salvation. It's not simple enough. He says, in effect, look at me and you are saved. Not you will be saved someday. But the constant appearing and the constant glaring into the eyes of our Savior is what lifts us up into the living, breathing Jesus Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father. What we will, <laughs> what will we find? What are we looking for if we concentrate on Him? We get distracted from God and irritable with Him while he continues to say to us, look to me and be saved. Our difficulties, our trials, and our worries about tomorrow all vanish when we look to God. All, as Solomon says, is vanity. All is vanity. All of our difficulties, all of our trials, all of our worries about tomorrow all vanish when we look to God. Don't worry about what you'll eat or drink tomorrow or where you'll go or what you'll wear. Trust in God and he will always provide your needs. Not what you believe you need or what you believe you want. But he will give you what will sustain you and make you the best. Wake yourself up. Look to God. Shake yourself awake. And build your hope on him. And no matter how many times seem to be pressing in on you from every side, be determined to push that darkness aside and look at him. Look at him. Look to me, he says. And I tell you, salvation is yours the moment you look. The moment you look. We are transformed as Peter and the apostles were transformed in the presence of Christ. 
Remember, he spoke words to them. And God has, and Christ has passed those abilities. To, he spoke words to them and they followed him. He didn't give them endless long speeches, altruistic thoughts about overthrowing the government. He just, follow me. These are the gospels that we share. We say the same thing, but we argue endlessly and all keep coming to the same conclusion. When the simple words are, follow me. That's it. Not complicated. The greatest characteristic of a believer can exhibit in this completely unveiled openness before God, which allows us, a person's life, to become a mirror for others. Isn't that what we want to do? But how can we become a mirror for others when we stand in front of the mirror and we turn our head in shame because we know we're not making that flame bigger? We're not sharing the gospel at the level we should. Because I will tell you, when the Spirit fills us, we are transformed by beholding God. We become mirrors. And you can always tell when someone has been beholding the glory of the Lord. Because your inner spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, senses that he mirrors the Lord's own character. And beware of anything that would spot or tarnish that mirror in you. Put it aside. Put it away. It's almost always something good that will stain it. Stain it, yeah, something good. But not what is the best. The most difficult lesson in the life of a believer is learning how to continue. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. You are listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I thank you for taking the time to listen to our program, and God bless you all, and I pray that you take to heart in giving a great gift to the Atlantic City Rescue Mission this year. Please go on acrescuemission.org and click on the Donate Now button. Please do so. God bless you all.